This week on the Word of Truth Revealed. Yet, Jacob adopted them. He didn't have to change his clothes. He didn't have to change his anything about him. He wasn't raised in the church. His name is Manasseh. He was born in Egypt. They worshiped idol gods. But when he came in the presence of Jacob, looking the way he looked, with his no shirt on, just uh, 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 like a skirt, walking in with sandals, with one lock of hair, with his eyes painted. When he stood before Jacob, Jacob looked at him and says, as, as Reuben and Simeon are mine, you don't have to change nothing about yourself. You don't have to go and wash and do none of that. I'm letting you know, I'm going to be the one to teach you. I will teach you the God of our fathers. I'm going to tell you about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't know him yet. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. joining us. On this week's broadcast, we're going into our 11 a.m. service where Bishop Clark uses the 48th chapter of Genesis verses 1 through 6 as the backdrop scripture of the message that's in the Pillars of Salvation series, Adoption. Sometimes I weep over you and I'm praying for you because I know your pain. Even more than me, the great shepherd know your pain. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. Glory to God. We are, come on healed God wants you to be healed of every trauma and every issue healed of all perversion healed of the trauma that you took even as children when no one was watching over you I break that that is not your profit your pain is not your profit it cannot prophesy anything wholesome and healthy to you so stop listening to your pain. Today is an end. God has put an end to a series of things that have caused pain in your life. And I need to teach this biblical principle called adoption so you can understand that when you come to Jesus, you don't just come to him. He changes your name. He changes your destiny and he gives you a brand new family. And once you know you're a part of a family, walk with the family. Amen. I want you to look at Genesis 48, the entire book Genesis has in it the gospel. It talks about God creating man in a perfect society and then man falling. Man fell 
And then it talks about the restoration of that man. And then the future kingdom. So in Genesis 1, God reconstructs the world. He makes it, makes it and he reconstructs it. But man falls in Genesis 3. God then punishes the fall. In Genesis 9, you see a man emerge out of nowhere called Noah, who built an ark for the saving of his household. After that, after Noah's day, we, we hurry to a man by the name of Abraham. And through Abraham, we see redemption. He even offers up his own son on Mount Moriah as a, a, a sacrifice. He didn't have to complete it because God never intended for him to slay his own son. But he wanted to show what it cost when people are saved. Take now thy son, thy only son, to Mount Moriah and offer him up. And some of us don't understand. The reason why we go through pain is because God is trying to get you involved in the process. You wouldn't even understand what it costs until you go through something. That's why people don't appreciate, kids don't appreciate what their parents are doing today because you didn't have to pay for it. When you are the one working now, have your own child, your own business, your own stuff, you got to pay your own bills. Then you begin to understand what mama felt when she told you to sit down and would not buy another pair of shoes for you. Especially if you're going to go out and smoke gunji. If you got enough money to smoke gunji, then buy your own shoes. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Mamas are struggling today. Fathers are struggling today. So we want to get to the point where we begin to appreciate them. Can the church say amen? amen? We then see out of Abraham, a man by the name of Isaac. And then Isaac had two boys by the name of Esau and Jacob. And Jacob was the blessed one. He has 12 sons. One of his sons uh, was taken from the fold. Uh, thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, and uh, forgotten. But in one hour, his whole destiny changed. His whole destiny changed. He ascends from the dungeons. And I want you to see this. Joseph ascends from the dungeons. From the dungeons. In one hour, he becomes the second most powerful man in the nation. He's even more powerful than Pharaoh. Pharaoh when Pharaoh looked at Joseph, he says, this man has the, the spirit of God in him. He was around 30 years old. The scripture said he was dark. He worked in the sun a lot and he was healthy and he was strong, but he could speak multiple languages. And he was the kind of guy that you want to be on your side, because if you put him in charge of your business, God blessed it so much that your business would just go to the next level. He purified the waters, the aqueducts. He put aqueducts and made sure things were right. The, he made sure there was irrigation in the prison system underground. He was that kind of guy. The scripture also says that his ankles were hurt with fetters. That means when his brothers threw him in the pit and they sold him into slavery, when they took him into slavery, they put shackles on his feet. And he walked for miles with shackles on his feet as a 17-year-old taken into Potiphar's house and it hurt his ankles. And some of you have shackles on your feet. Today they're going to be broken. For some of you, these shackles have been on your feet almost all your life. You were born with a shackle. You were born with a shackle on your foot. But today God is going to identify it and break the cycle in your life today. 
some things will not some enemies that you have today in your mind you won't have tomorrow thank you jesus glory to god i need to prophesy to a few of you that are struggling in your mind this series is coming to an end as we close out 2019 there's some demons you won't have to fight in 2020 Come on, lift up your head, O oh, you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting door. Let the king come in. You let everything else come in. Let Jesus come in now. You've invited everybody to the party. Let Jesus be a part of the party. You've invited everybody into your house and served them hors d'oeuvres. Let Jesus dine with you now. It came to pass when Joseph heard that his father was sick. He says, I got to get my two sons in the presence of my father. I may be the governor of Egypt, but I don't have a prophetic gift. And you got to know how to stay in your lane. Some people who can govern well are not good at prophesying well. And there are people who can prophesy and they need others to help them to govern. Amen. If your father be the father, stop trying to be mother and father if you have a mother in the house. And if you're a mother, stop trying to be a dad if the dad is in the house. If you don't have a father in the house or a husband, then you got to do what you got to do. But stay in your lane. Let's learn how to create a vacuum so others can grow. A lady, you're not supposed to have a man in your house and just take charge of everything. Let the man grow. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I said let the man grow. Don't tell him to sit down, shut up. It's going to be this color. It's going to be this way. It's going to be that way. You don't have any say. So ask him, what would you like? I almost said coming to America type of coming. What would you like? And what would, no, don't do it that way. Don't do it. <laughs> Let me get back to the word. The anointing is on the word. Stay in your lane, though. And Joseph brought his sons to Jacob for him to lay hands on them. When Jacob began to prophesy, one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, everything he said came to pass, especially as he prophesied over his children. And I just decree and declare that there is an anointing that's coming for us to prophesy over the next generation. Amen. I don't want you trying to wonder, Grant, I don't want you wondering what you're going to deal with. Brandon, I don't want you wondering what you're going to have to deal with. I'm prophesying, telling you you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And your soul knows it well. You're the head and not the tail. You will possess the gates of your enemies. What did I say? You will possess the gates of what? The gate, the strongholds that your enemy has today. You're going to stand at the gate and you will possess it yourself. And you will only let righteousness come through the gate and wholesomeness come. No abuse will come through the gate because you're standing charged. Can the church say amen? That's your destiny. That's who God made you to be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Thank you, God. Look at this. Joseph brought Manasseh and Ephraim to him. Manasseh is the oldest boy. But when Jacob begins to prophesy, look at verse 4. And he said unto him, Behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and I will make thy seed great. Verse 5. And now thy two sons. Notice he switches them now. 
It's not Manasseh and Ephraim like it was in verse 1. When Jacob is prophesying, he calls out Ephraim first and then Manasseh. And here you see a divine switch. Joseph, Jacob said, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, a type of world, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are now mine. That's what he says. I know they're your sons, but now they are my sons. I'm adopting them. He says, I'm adopting them even as Reuben and Simeon are mine. I will see no distinction between the two. Reuben was his eldest son. Simeon, number two. Levi, number three. And Judah, number four. But he says, as the two older boys are mine, I'm adopting these two young grandsons as my own, glory to God. They'll have the same rights, the same privileges, the same opportunities. They'll have the same prophecy over their lives. They won't be second class. We're all in the same house. Ain't no such thing as stepchildren. Come on, I'm preaching better. And ain't no stepchildren in the kingdom of God. I don't care where you came out of. I don't care what hole the enemy tried to put you in. Once you join this family, you can sit at the table. Come on, prophesy to us, Mephibosheth. Though you're from Lodabar, David said, is there anybody from the house of, of, of anybody from the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? They said, well, there's a young, go, young boy down in Lodabar, Lodabar, and he can't walk. David said, let me tell you, I don't care how lame he is in his feet. I want you to go and pick him up. He can't walk, but I want you to carry him. Come on, Grace. Grace has carried many of us to where we are today, and I want you to bring him to me, and when he gets here, I'm not going to look at his lameness i'm not gonna look at what he can't do i want you to know he will sit at the table with the princes of israel he'll eat the same food that i eat and i'm gonna give him an inheritance glory to god for those of us that feel like misfits you don't understand adoption maybe you didn't come up in the right home but i rebuke it in the name of the lord you're now part of the family of God. And if you're not, you need to get in the family. I'm giving you a brand new invitation. You can sit at this table. Hallelujah. You can joy, enjoy the festivities of this house. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now Ephraim and Manasseh are mine. As Simeon and Levi are mine. I'm sorry, Reuben and Simeon are mine. They shall be mine. The second adoption. The first adoption is the adoption of a nation. God adopted Israel. Glory to God as a nation. But his eyes were set on longevity. His eyes were set on the world. If you're taking notes, adoption is the act of taking voluntarily a child of another parent, of other parents as one's child or as your own. It is the process the act of taking voluntarily a child of other parents as one's child or as your own. In a theological sense, the act of God's grace by which sinful people are brought into his redeemed family. So he takes us from one family, sinful family, to a redeemed family. And all of us that know Jesus have been adopted. And you need to understand that. And if you don't understand, there are people in this room that were adopted and you, you're ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Adoption is one of the greatest acts of love that could ever happen. 
It's one of the greatest acts of love that can ever happen. Anybody can love their own, but it takes a special love to love another's. And I don't want anybody feeling funny about it. And I want all of our kids, anybody that's been adopted to understand. It's the great act of love. Actually, the world understands it more. Boys on the street can be adopted in a gang. They will accept. Nipsey Hussle understood it better than church folk. folk. Nipsey Hussle understood it better than church folk. You're my brothers. Don't fight with each other. We're starting businesses together. You're part of the clan. You go through the ritual, you're part of this, fan, this clan. We die together, the bloods. We live and we die together. Fraternities know it better than the church. You join the fraternity, every time you walk in the room, you see your frat brother, you start throwing up your sign, giving a deuce and start moving with it. If you've ever been a police officer, you don't care where they're from. If they were a police officer, you're a part of the clan. We're going to be brothers. I don't care where you came from. Amen. Once a Marine, always a Marine guy. You understand? Yeah. If you ever were a part of the military, I don't care where you came from. We understand that you're part of this group. Amen. If you ever become a biker, <laughs> you're going to see things you've never seen before. Get flashed and everything else because that's what goes with the culture. Riding that motorcycle down the street, glory to God. Singing do what dilly dilly dum dilly do. This is what happens when you're part of that group. But I want you to know once you become uh, saved, sanctified, and filled with the spirit, you don't have to worry about ever fitting in anymore. You're a part of this family. Come on, say I belong. Glory to God. That's what church has to do now in the 21st century. We just can't have church and run around here singing songs. What we got to do is make sure people belong. And if you have been adopted in the family, you belong here. If you ever, ever knew the name of Jesus or called on that name and believed in him, you're a part of this family. Glory to God. As Reuben and Simeon are mine, so are these two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh. Why should we be adopted? Because we have sicknesses in our society, like abandonment. Do you know how many people are suffering from that plague called abandonment? Past refusals. When somebody looked at you and said, I don't want you anymore, and then you find out they get married the next week. Man, there are people that have been hurt to their, their core. Trying out for basketball games, basketball teams, and they just cut you. That means you weren't good enough. And that hurts. Apply for a job and they choose somebody else. That hurts. Rejection hurts. Why should we have, why should we have adoption? Because it cures all of that. God knew that when we came out of a world of sin, if it wasn't adoption, we would be second class citizens. Glory to God. Moses said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tent. He didn't understand fully because the Israelites never really embraced adoption. They didn't have a problem with taking on slaves, but they never really embraced adoption. It wasn't a part of their culture. Culture is really tight. Actually, the laws of Moses said don't mingle with other nations. Glory to God. 
Some people in America took the law of Moses and tried to say in America we shouldn't mingle with other races. Even when you marry, you don't marry another race, you marry a person. And this is what we tried, this is what people, the early ones coming in, tried to say we need to stay separate from other ethnic groups. You don't need to hang out with the, you don't need to hang out with the uh, Mexicans, don't hang out with the African Americans, don't hang out, don't hang out with those, don't hang out with the Native Americans. We're just going to stay in this small group. And some people still think like that today. Church can't think like that. Because I looked out. This is what John the Revelator said. I did see a number that was from every tribe of Israel, 12,000. There was 144. Then I looked again and I saw a number which no man could number. Of every tribe, kindred, people, and tongue. And those people were the Gentiles coming into the same house. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Glory to God. God loves every ethnic group. Can somebody say amen? And at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm happy. I don't care where you came from. If you come here, it's not about your color. Glory to God. It's about that red blood that flowed from the cross. And once the blood hits you, you are part of this family. And I can call you brother if the blood has washed you clean thank you jesus glory to god there is no racism at the cross there is no prejudice at the cross there is sons and daughters at the cross can somebody say amen thank you jesus glory to god hallelujah come on tell me to preach i feel the holy ghost tell me come on shout it tell me to preach That's right. Say it. You better preach. Tell me. You better preach. Tell me, girl. That's right. That's right. Manasseh, the eldest son of Joseph, his name means causing to forget. Causing to forget. Forget what? My pain. That's the firstborn son of Joseph. Born in Egypt, he's half Egyptian, half Hebrew. Yet, Jacob receives him as his own. He adopted him as a half-breed. When they came in the presence of Jacob, their eyes were painted. Today, if you see a man's eyes painted, you would first see homosexual. Or transgender. I want you to just use your imagination. Yet. Jacob adopted them. He didn't have to change his clothes. He didn't have to change his anything about him. He wasn't raised in the church. His name is Manasseh. He was born in Egypt. They worshiped idol gods. But when he came in the presence of Jacob. Looking the way he looked. With his no shirt on, just a, 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 like a skirt, walking in with sandals, with one lock of hair, with his eyes painted. When he stood before Jacob, Jacob looked at him and says, as, as Reuben and Simeon are mine, you don't have to change nothing about yourself. 
You don't have to go and wash and do none of that. I'm letting you know I'm going to be the one to teach you. I will teach you the God of our fathers. I'm going to tell you about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't know him yet. But you don't have to change anything about yourself. Not now. I'm adopting you now. The adoption is evidence that your life will change. We're trying to clean this generation without catching them. We're trying to make them a, 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 learn our customs and they don't even have the heart of God yet. Jacob laid his hands on him and said, As Reuben and Simeon are mine, so are you. What? I don't know you. I got an earring in my ear. I got tattoos. I have history. It's okay, I accept you just the way you are. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2539. That's reference number 2539. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you and so do I. 
I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and He's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.